Movement family, coming from our house here in San Marcos Live, I am Pat. I'm one of the senior pastors here at the Movement Church. Tonight, I have a special guest with me, the one and only Pastor Julie. She's our executive. Pastor Julie, can you say hello to everybody? Hi, everybody. It's so great. I'm so glad to be here. Isn't it fun? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. There, I'm super excited. I, we were getting ready to go, and there's like... There's only like four of us, five of us in the room, and, uh, and there's just like everyone's running trying to get all these things going, so it's just always like this level of energy, and then you're like, look down, you're like, you're live, bam, Shoot. here we are, yeah. and, uh, and so we're just excited to be able to join you guys tonight across all of our platforms. Do me a favor, every single one of you on every platform, if you could just give a shout out, just your name and where you're joining from. We know that a lot of people are jumping on tonight because we are going to be talking about what it's going to look like for us to start gathering again here in our building in San Marcos. So you're going to want to stick around for the complete conversation. You're not going to want to walk away from this. Uh, if you have questions tonight, listen, uh, we're going to do our best to get to those questions. We're going to do our very best to answer those. You can write on the platform that you're joining us from. You can type those questions in. We have moderators, administrators on each one of those platforms. They're going to be gathering those questions and getting them to us in the most efficient way possible. And we'll do our very best to get to those questions and answer the ones that we feel like are probably going to cover the broadest spectrum of, of inquisition right. and what people right. are wondering and what they right. might be thinking. So good to be with you on Instagram, Instagram Live. On it's Instagram. always good to see all of you guys, our special friends on Instagram, of course, on YouTube and on Facebook and on our website. So awesome. Jennifer Hernandez, hello from Texas. Hello from Texas. Everything's great in Texas. Listen, I just want to tell you guys before we get started, uh, really quickly, uh, this is going to be an important number for you to write down for this evening. 760-500-4888. That number is 760-500-4888. And our moderators administrators on our platforms will put that in the comments right now so that you can always find it. But that number is going to be important because we're going to have a couple things that we're going to direct you toward as we talk tonight, uh, Julie and I, and you're going to want to utilize that number as well as some other modes of communication. But I want to preemptively just tell you that we're going to want that number up. So that's 760-504-888. Hey, I'm going to jump right in. We don't have a ton of time and it always goes by so quickly. So I'm going to do this. Uh, th this is how the night's going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk really big picture, and I'm going to tell you up front the decision that we made. I'm going to walk through how we arrived at that decision. And I thought what would be fair is if I was able to dialogue with Julie, who has just been really such a strong foundation of us being able to even move in this direction of what gathering looks like. Probably from the day that we had to go into quarantine and we had to stop gathering here in the building, I think you and I began having discussions of, we know this isn't forever. Yes. We need to start preparing for what this is going to look like. And we know it's not going to look exactly the same. So we're going to need right. to maintain a flexibility and be adaptable. So you've been working on this for quite a while. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we just knew that anytime you have a crisis, it's time to pivot, right? And, yeah. and we didn't really know 
what the time frame was. And so we just thought, what's the opportunity that's going to happen right here? Yeah. And so we also knew that this time was going to come too, where there was going to be a time where we could regather. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's actually been quite an exciting time mm. and really innovative. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of, I always say it's my chocolate. Like, what, what are the opportunities that were presented? And so, yeah, it's been great. And we've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, and you know, so here's the deal. I just want to, here's some, some things that I want to lay out. I'm going to get right to it. Um, but I just want to tell you guys, understand as we talk tonight that uh, number one, I guess some ground rules. Number one, there's not a leader in the world. There, there's not a leader in the United States. There's not a pastor in the United States, a leader leading an organization that even has any sort of ability to draw conclusions from a past precedent. I mean, it, this is really just an unprecedented situation. So I say that to, to, to really request. We are, we are walking into this the best we can, and I'm hoping by the end of the night you're going to hear how we arrived at the decisions that we did and how we're going to move forward. And, and there's, with that comes a ton of grace, meaning... I'm going to ask for a ton of grace for us because we've never walked through this before. Uh, but I'm also saying we, we want to extend a bunch of grace because I think there are so many different places that people can land on how they feel about gathering, how they feel about COVID, how they feel about wearing masks, how they feel about wearing rubber gloves, how they feel about vaccines, how they feel about the government, how they feel about church, how they feel about their kids, how they, I mean, you can go on and on and on, and then you can begin to mix those all together, and you could end up with 150,000 different variations of how people feel, and I just want to tell you that your feelings are real, and it's okay, and we, we have had to walk through those feelings and yeah. we've had to walk through yeah. those tensions and yeah. gosh, what does this mean yeah. for us personally and as a, as a church and as a staff and mm-hmm. as coworkers and we've had a long relationship and, mm-hmm. and I just think grace has just been one of the things that God has pulled to the forefront and said, mm-hmm. hey, listen, can we just have yeah. a bunch of grace because yeah. no one's had to deal with us before. And so uh, just, just remember that and remember that too as we move forward, whatever gathering looks like, just, just I, w- I want us to remember to, to always move forward with a ton of grace. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of rip the, the Band-Aid off, if you will, yeah. and just say uh, the decision that was made, uh, really, we came down to Monday, was we decided that this was the weekend uh, that we were going to begin to gather again here in our building in San Marcos on our main campus. Now, what that means, though, is that there's some things that come along with that. So number one, I want to tell you, we are going to begin regathering here in San Marcos at our building. Uh, But I I wanted to, and I think it would be fair, and it was really encouraging for me because I kind of walked our staff on Tuesday. Monday was a holiday. So this whole thing was a little bit interesting, and I'll, and I'll, I'll walk, you'll, I'll explain that as I walk through it. But our staff was very, again, gracious, I think, to you and I because of how we walked into the situation. And I gave some explanation in kind of in the road and the journey of how we arrived here. So um, I think the process of making the decision came down to 
for us, we wanted to always have, you know, at the forefront of our mind, we knew that we were going to gather again, but we knew that it was going to come with some level of guidance. And last week specifically, I think we had just reached, for me, I had reached this, this, I felt like was the pinnacle of pressure. I'm just going to be real. I don't know how else to do this, but to be really transparent and vulnerable. I just felt like I had reached the pinnacle of pressure as a leader. And the best thing that I can say to anyone watching this is, is that I was feeling that tension of being a leader. And as a pastor, I don't know how else to explain this again, but to say, I felt like all at once, I wasn't getting a very clear I wasn't getting a very clear answer from the powers that really were there to give us guidance. And what I mean by that is, by Friday especially, we had the federal government saying one thing, we have the state government saying another thing, we have the county saying something different, our city might feel a little bit differently about that, and then we have our personal feelings. And as a pastor, I just felt like, oh my gosh, and one of my neighbors actually asked me how things were going, and I said, you know, it's just a strange time. I feel like as a pastor, I have to be fluent and up to speed on federal policy, state policy, local government, county policy, city policy. I have to be up to speed theologically. I have to be able to speak to people's health, emotion, mental capacity. Uh, and, and on top of that, you know, we all have our personal lives. And I just had, I think I had reached like just that critical mass. And I really was searching for an answer and I was able to gather in, in conversation with a bunch of leaders. There was about 17 of us on a call. And I think we all wanted and hoped that one of us would say, this is what we're doing and this is why. And we'd all say, that's 100% clear. That's where we're going. And in our heart, we all want to begin gathering again. I think the question comes down to how do we do that safely? That's a big question. How do we do that in a way that's honoring? Because I want to honor the government. I want to honor the leaders and the different things that are being asked of us. And so Friday, you know, I'm spending some time with my family and we weren't checking our phones. And at the end of the day, we're driving home and my wife says, hey, the president just declared churches essential and essentially said churches need to be able to open now. And I'm going, okay, but that doesn't say much to us in California because what does our governor say? Anyway, so we go through the weekend, it was just topsy-turvy all weekend. The state of California, the Ninth Circuit Court, basically ruled in favor of our governor and said, if the president says that he's going to overrule this, we're going to stand behind the gut. So it just left me and us as a leadership team in this place of like, what? How many mixed messages can we get? And Monday, you know, I think the history says, you know, Newsom came out and said, hey, listen, churches can meet. Here are the guidelines. Mm -hmm. And finally gave us the churches can meet. Here are the guidelines. And those guidelines came with 13 pages that if you read through all of those pages, uh, there's no question that I think it, it, aug it definitely augments how we are going to do church mm -hmm. in terms of gathering here in the building. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're going to talk about in a second. And so it's not going to look like it did two and a half months ago. But I think what it did for me is I woke up Tuesday morning and I said to our team, up until then, I, I really, 
I just felt confused because I didn't feel like I had a direct line to like, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to do it? Thinking about people's safety. I just woke up Tuesday morning and I said, listen, the governor said that this is what, what the guideline is. And so let's, let's meet this, this weekend. And it's not going to be perfect. And it's not going to look probably like it did two and a half months ago. But I think we have to start moving and not just moving toward gathering in a building, but we have to move toward the idea of gathering because with this ability to gather as a church, it gives us the ability to gather as church in homes, yes. which is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. yes. And we're going to talk about that. And it also gives us the ability to continue doing online. And uh, so anyway, we're, we're going we're gonna to do the best we can to care for our family. Um, I think one of the, the, the brilliant things that you came up with in, in the midst of this, I want you to speak to this really quickly. You sent me a text and you said, hey, Pat, I really feel like just as, as I've just been spending time getting ready to communicate to our church family, we're not reopening. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you, gave me this, you gave me this word and I just said, yeah. Mm -hmm. can, you, can you just mm -hmm. give me a little bit of an idea of like, mm -hmm. what was the word that you feel like the Lord was really impressing on your heart and a why? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really felt like the Lord impressed upon my heart that the church was never closed. And, and, and the word that I, that I gave you was regather. And here's why. Because over, over the last couple months, one of the things that I've, I've seen was the people in our family, just they were the church. You know, they stepped in. They were sharing with people. They were handing out food. They were, I mean, literally, we'd have a family that was in need of money, and somebody would come and drop off a check and say, this is for that family. Yeah. And I just, I was seeing the church in action. And so when people kept saying, we got to reopen the church, we got to reopen the church. And, and I said this to many people, because I'm on a number of calls from yeah. my D.C. cohort to the county. And I kept saying, our church is never closed. Our people yeah. are active. Mm -hmm. They're out there. The church is out there and living. And so I really feel like for who we are, um, what this really was, was a, a regathering. Yeah. And, and I also feel like our, our online communities, our students, our kids, we've been gathering every week. 100%. Unifying our hearts. And there's been such a unity and, and people in, in one accord really just coming together to celebrate the Lord. And I just think that opening, regathering up on our campus and mm -hmm. in addition, continuing to gather in our online church at home and then gather yeah. in our groups. I mean, basically what we're doing is we're taking something that we've already been doing so well mm -hmm. and we're just expanding it mm -hmm. just a little. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think we've been open. Let's just gather. Now we have another opportunity to gather in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. And I, it was one of those moments, I think, just as you and I were communicating back and forth again via text, it was one of those things that I, I was, I would, and, and tell me, like, and you guys, I don't know if this, I think this is going to relate to you. You can always, like, throw a hands up in the comments if this, if you've had this happen. You've felt something and thought something, but you didn't have language for it. You didn't have a word for it. And I think it was one of those moments where we had been sensing something and we had been seeing just amazing things, amazing stories of the church in action. And the fact that the church wasn't closed, the church was probably in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. our church has been more open than ever before Yeah. in terms yes. of active lifestyle. I'm a follower of Jesus, mm -hmm. which I got I to gotta tell you, 
at least as a pastor, maybe not all pastors, but I'll speak for myself. For myself, that's really the only thing that matters is it's not about coming and sitting in the seat. Sunday is awesome. Like, we're going to talk about a few things here in a second, uh, parameters that we have around gathering on Sunday. But it's not about gathering to the, to the, building, the building and getting together as a group. Mm-hmm. It, it's really about what happens when you walk away from that. And is your heart, because is your heart still open? Are you still open to God speaking to you right now and you moving the way? And those were the things that we just, I think, saw God continue to do. We, we were able to meet more needs and help more people. And more people were stepping in with open hearts and hands than we've probably either A, seen in a long time or maybe ever seen. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. So for us, it was, you know, th- and that's. I really want to say is a testament and a testimony to all of you watching. Mm-hmm. That's not so great. us sitting on this side of the table. That's mm-hmm. us as a family. That's you. That's to all the people that emailed and called and text messaged and DM'd on social media platforms and said, what can I do? Or I have this, mm-hmm. you know, does someone need this? I heard there was this need. Mm-hmm. How can I get this to you guys at the church? I have this, I got a bonus. And I want to give this amount of money. And that amount of money was the amount of money that this person over here might need. Or we were in need of something. And there was just so many moments we just felt like, God, you're still alive. I preached a message on Easter. And it was, you either have to decide, you know, that Jesus was moved from the tomb. He had been removed or he moved. uh, Or he was on the move. And I just chose to believe. And I choose to profess that Jesus is on the move. And that is like we're just we're regathering around a Jesus that is moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, trust me, it's been hard not being with everybody and not being with all of you yeah. on campus, not seeing your faces. It's been strange for me. I preach three services live, meaning I'm in a building with four people talking to an empty room, and it's strange. So I look forward to this Sunday. Here, here are a couple things. Now, I want to talk about a couple specific things. Um, here is what you can expect because I know one of the biggest things that we want people to feel comfortable with walking in the door is what can we expect? We know, okay, Pat, Julie, we know things aren't going to be normal. We're going to begin gathering again. What can we expect? I just, I'm going to crack the lid off this and say this, the number that we have been given that we have to adhere to is we cannot have more than 100 congregants attendees in our facility in a given mo- in a given time. So what that means is we have three services. We can have 100 people per service in each service. Now with that comes some interesting details that we're going to have to, uh, again, ask for grace. And you guys are going to extend grace and we're going to extend grace. Uh, we know that there's a strong possibility that more than 100 people per, per service or 300 people total, we know that there's a potential that more than that amount of people mm-hmm. are going to want to attend a service live. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get to some of the details of how we're going to walk around that in a second. Uh, but the number is 100. Now, what I want to say is, is that not everybody is going to want to show up on campus. And so I'm going to let a few people off the hook right now. There are some people that are listening right now that just aren't ready to come back. Yeah. We talked about this. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the deal. We have volunteers 
that volunteer in our church that we were just talking about that just they're, they're not, not ready. quite ready. Mm-hmm. And we're okay with That's that. That's so okay. And we so want okay. we want you to know if you're volunteering in our church and you've been contacted and you said I'm just not ready. We love you. We thank you so much for being you. And we're here to just walk alongside. And when you're, mm-hmm. when you're comfortable and ready, awesome. Mm-hmm. If you just at- are attending, you're feeling the same feelings. If you're not quite ready yet, we totally understand. We want to tell you that watching at home online is valid. Yes. It's still an amazing way for you to stay connected. And it may take two weeks, four weeks, six weeks for you to feel comfortable to show up live here in the building, uh, and that's totally fine. So we have 100 spots per service. We also have endless spots live online. So, of course, there's no, there's no uh, lid on that quantity. Uh, and the other thing that we're going to push into that I want you to speak to, Julie, is we're going to encourage people who maybe don't show up here and they're not part of the 100 that are in the building and they're not watching online alone but they're going to join in in a watch party. And can you describe what we're doing with watch parties and the why behind it? Sure. I I am super excited about this idea. So one of the things is there's the option, obviously, of coming to campus. And the other thing is there's the option of watching online. And it might not have anything to do with COVID. There's people who love gathering with their family on Sunday morning. They love teaching their kids. They, they, they get that curriculum. They download, Most of them get it on Monday morning, yep. and we know they're doing it during the week. The kids' curriculum. The kids' about curriculum. Our kids curriculum off yeah. our kids' and, YouTube site. Yeah. And so we, we know that there is a good amount of people that are really loving teaching their kids. But the other option is there's something in the middle. Yeah. We really want to gather. We're not ready to come into the sanctuary with 100 people, but we really miss our life group, or we really miss gathering with our friends. Well, here's what we're going to encourage you to do. We're going to encourage you, if you have a few friends, have them come over to your house, and let's have a watch party. So on that on Sunday morning, choose one of the services. Invite four or five friends to come over and watch and fellowship. It's a smaller group. You right. might be more comfortable. It's a static group, so you know who's there. So you, you know who's walking it. in the yeah. You can control it. You know who's walking in the door. Mm-hmm. And then if you do that, let us know by texting that number seven six zero five hundred four eight eight eight. And when you do that, then we're, ele- we're able to come in and support yeah. you, find out who you are, and, and just be able to communicate back and forth and really give you the care, be that point of care for yeah. you as a watch party. Yep. And I actually am super excited because I think that sounds like so much fun. And we originally thought, hey, can we go and let's raise up 20 leaders who will open their house? And, and I said, gosh, if I know three people right now that I'd say, hey, why don't you come over and watch with me? Do you Let's have a just fr- do it that way. I think we actually said, like, do you have a friend? Do you have a friend? Yep. So, yeah. I mean, the, the language yeah. literally that we were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you just said, hey, I got five friends that I just want to, I would love, yeah. like, think about this. Like, we have an opportunity to hang out with five friends. And here, mm-hmm. this is the mind-blowing part for me. What We can look at this as an opportunity if we choose to. And I'm going to tell you, I am not a victim to what's going on. Not at all. I feel like this is actually something that the, that the Lord is using to shake some methodology and how we get things done. And what I mean, mm. get things done, how we reach people. And this, to when you and I were talking about this, we just thought, wow, that would be, if I wasn't here preaching, I'll be honest with you, I would probably take the low on-ramp and go, mm. I'm a friend. 
I have four or five friends. Right. Or neighbors. Or neighbors. Invite your neighbors. And say, hey, awesome. man, and I don't, know, I don't know if you're like me, but it's really fascinating hanging out with my neighbors right now. We know our neighbors better than ever. We all have a bunch of little kids. You know, I supply a majority of those little kids, but <laughs> we all have a bunch of little kids. And it's just really cool. Like if I went to them on a Sunday morning and said, hey, we, neighbor, you may not know Jesus. You may know Jesus this is the cool thing about it. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because we're friends. Hey, would you like to come over? We're going to maybe get some pizza or we're going to make pancakes and have coffee. And we're just going to, we're going to watch this church service and uh, we can talk about it afterwards if you want, or we can just hang out or we can go in the pool if you have a pool, whatever it looks like. You're just having relationship. Everybody can simply say, I'm a friend. I can be a friend. And it makes it so simple. So those watch parties for us are huge because what I love about it is, is it puts us in homes. And I just think there's so much power in Jesus manifesting himself through followers in homes. I think it's such a powerful thing. That's why we love our midweek life groups and gatherings that we do midweek. So we anticipate a lot of our groups that are life groups may actually, for the first two, four, six weeks, may choose as life groups to have a, have a house designated, someone in their group, and they're going to show up, and they're going to have a watch party. Maybe they mm-hmm. take turns hosting it, mm-hmm. but the relationships are going to be there. They can meet in person, and they can enjoy this time. Mm-hmm. And the hope is, is that in doing this and in loving one another, it feels very like Acts 2. Like we're going to get together. We're going to break bread. We're going to pray. We're going to talk about things. We're going to be devoted to one another. That sounds very early. That's, that's awesome. Really? And I think that's the power of what we have the ability to do. I, I, I want to say, and we were talking about this. I want to say something. Gathering in the building in San Marcos is not the end goal. I'm going to let that sit for a second. I love it. Gathering in San Marcos in our building is not the end goal. Gathering is a goal. But it doesn't have to be in this building. I love the fact, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that we're going to be able to gather again. I miss you. I miss seeing people. I miss the high fives. I miss the handshakes. And I'm going to say something I'm going to wish I didn't. I miss the hugs. I'm not a huggy person. And people are like, I'm so gonna, much has changed. Right? See what's <laughs> happened? Quarantine's got me soft. So I know that there's, so there's three, so here's the other, there's, there's really three very viable options. One, show up, be part of what's happening on campus, 100 people per service. Uh, tune in by yourself the way maybe you've been doing it now online. Join a watch party. Get together with your life group. Those are three completely viable options. All options that I think are valid, and we want to support, continue the care and the love for anybody that chooses one of those options. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that one of the things that we're going to be, we're going to have to address is, is that when you show up on campus, what are, what are you going to expect to see? So when you show up on campus, I'm going to let Julie talk about basically the flow of things. Right now, what we have been able to pull out of guidelines and recommendations and encouragements and what you're going to see, none of this is concrete. Now, I want to say this. None of this is concrete because um, we know that there's going to have to be tweaks to it. So that's where the grace comes in. Right. Have grace on us. 
We've never, we've never had to do this before. I'm laughing preemptively because I'm just, I just see it in my head on Sunday. We're going to have a, a Monday conversation and someone's going to say, this happened. And we're going to go, yeah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't anticipate yeah. that. Mike and Messy. So when you show Mike up on campus, messy. you pull up into, the, into, the, um, into our parking lot and you get out of your car and you start to approach the building, what can we expect? So here's how we prepared for you. So you show up to our building, you pull up, and we'll have, obviously, one of the things that we're supposed to do is post signage. So you're going to see Correct. signage. And the signage is going to be very much like probably all the signs that you've seen around town if you've gone into the grocery store or whatever. The signage is going to say, here are the guidelines and recommendations for behavior, for, for, for health, to keep each other healthy, to, to care for each other. And those are keep a social distance, avoid the hug zone, which is going to be really, that's a big one for our family, right? Yeah. Hug-free zone. No hugging. Hug There's personal like a bubbles, big space bubble, bubble yep. big space bubble. And, and then um, wear a mask. Don't come in if you're sick or unwell or think you might be sick or unwell. So you're going to see signs posted, a lot of signs about social distancing, there's hand sanitizers. There's when you go into the bathroom, and this is kind of a fun one. Angela is having so much fun with this right now because I said, "Can you do a sign in the bathroom that tells people how to wash their hands?" <laughs> so we we've had a lot of fun with like what that actually looks we like. We will know how to wash our hands yes, when we are done yes. with this. So so when you that's go right. into the bathroom, you will be instructed on how to wash your hands. Oh if gosh. you didn't if you didn't know, that's really does it include a Disney song really, to sing I, while we were, you're washing your hands? Probably because Angela is doing it so you. some star wars characters you know yeah. here's how you do it so brush up on your disney songs yeah so you're gonna see you're gonna see that so obviously we'll have social distancing in place we'll you, you'll come into the into the sanctuary we are asking people to get here 15 minutes early I, okay that's really important that's really important now i'm gonna 15 minutes yes that's the ask now i'm gonna take it a step further and i'm gonna say that if you have kids if you have more than a couple people in your group, if you want to ensure that you are going to get in the building and be one of the hundred at each one of those services, I'm going to probably suggest that you get here at least 30 minutes early. 15 minutes is, is definitely like, if you're, not here, if you're not here 15 minutes before one of our service starts and our services are 8, 9, 30, 11, 15, if you're not here 15 minutes before one of our services starts, I'm going to guess you're not going to get in the building. So yeah, there's may, a good chance. You may want to get mm -hmm. here earlier right. than that. Right. And you've got to gauge that. Like, there's mm -hmm. going to be some responsibility that you're going to have to take and gauge right. how long it's going to take you to get kids or whatever's going on. Right, so. because here's the reason. When you walk into the sanctuary, we only have 100 chairs. They're going to each it. be physically distanced. Correct. So you're going to have to come in and gather up your chairs for your family to sit together because... You know, obviously they're all they're all going to be six feet apart, and that's going to take some time. And nobody yeah. wants to be leading worship or preaching a message with someone in there going, yeah. you know, across the thing. So you're going to come yeah. in, you're going to get your family settled, get your kids settled. There's going to be some some little packs available, like we always do for our kids with their Sunday school lesson in it. So that'll be available that they can pick up outside. So here's an important an important note that what you just said. So kids. We will not be having our kids' classrooms open. This is important. Right. We will not have our kids' classrooms open. Now, I, wanna, I want you to understand why. In the guidelines that we've been given, again, 13 pages, mm -hmm. 
some of the most stringent guidelines that are really difficult for us as a church to even deal yeah. with right now right. have to do with our kids' classrooms. They do. So we, we are not going to have our kids in classrooms right now, but we're a family church. We understand that. And we're, we are saying you can bring your children. Those children are going to count as bodies in the sanctuary mm-hmm. uh, in our main venue. And so yeah. you can bring those kids. I would just say as a parent with a bunch of kids, you know your children and you know your children's threshold. So your kid, if your kid's going to get really squirrely and probably not going to appreciate 60 to 70 minutes of being in a room uh, and you're going to have a hard time, then you may want to take advantage of staying at home or going to a watch party. Mm-hmm. You can give it a shot this weekend. I'm not saying not to, right. but right. I, I, I'm also going to say like parents govern Govern how you know your children. I know which one of my kids I could bring into a room, mm-hmm. and I know which one of my kids I could not right. bring into a room. Right. But we, we welcome everybody. Right. But right. to your point, when they walk in the room, there's going to be 100 chairs in our main venue, mm-hmm. and those chairs, we, we, we're asking that you get here early because we are starting our services promptly at 8 a.m., 9.30, 11.15. Right. Our doors will shut right. at 8.00. Our doors will shut either at 8, 9, 30, 11, 15, or earlier if we reach the 100 capacity. Right, because we will be counting as people come in the door. We're going to be counting as people come and, in the door. And they'll be asked to wait outside in the courtyard Correct. until we're ready for them to, because in between services, we have to clean. Yes. So we have a team, and if you're interested in helping, you know, go ahead and text 500-4888 because we can certainly use some help. But in between services, we got to put chairs back six feet apart. We got to wipe down surfaces. There's stuff we got to we we there's have some, to do. Some things we have to and do. then you'll be let in. And then just so that you know, when we when you exit, you're gonna exit out our side doors because we're tr- we're trying to just be really mindful of people flow of of not having bottlenecks in the lobby and things like that because honestly, you might not have any challenges with you know you might just be like I, I'm great but but there might be someone who has an elderly parent at home or yeah. they have we don't know what's going or they might have some some health restrictions but they just needed to be at church yeah. and so we're just trying to be really sensitive and honoring and helping everybody to we, we want to clear the way so that they can just receive from the Lord and mm-hmm. not be and, and not have that anxiety. So we're going to do our best to, to remove all that stuff by just sticking to the guidelines that, that have been suggested for us. And, and I think if we all follow through, and we're going to talk about a little bit about personal responsibility yeah. in just a little bit, then we'll be great. But the interesting thing, in regard, and I just want to say one more thing about the kids. So the kids actually fall under the daycare child school guidelines. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually not included in the church, you know, the, the church um, being considered as an essential service. Correct. Our children are in a different category. So and in addition to the 13 pages, <laughs> we also have an addendum yeah. of additional pages that just yeah. have to do with kids. With children, yeah. And it's, it's incredible. So right. tons of tons right. of tons of grace. Like we're asking yeah. for tons of grace. Yeah. And we're also going to extend as much grace as possible, yeah. right, on both parties, and we're going to do what we can. Yeah, we and and you know we're so we're still going to keep for kids and students. I mean, our students. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the student ministry with Lindsay and team have yeah. been just killing it, and our we have we have 
so hundreds of people are downloading our lessons every week, and we have Miss Paige and Miss Tiffany mm-hmm. and Audrey, and they're doing all these devos, and it's it's really been wonderful. Yeah. So we're gonna that none of that is going away. The level of excellence that they've been doing this with is gonna stay exactly like it is, and so we're just gonna keep on pressing in, and we're gonna keep making it better. Yeah. So there's no there's no going back now for us. Yeah. On that. Yeah. I think so. I'm gonna reiterate really quickly when you when you show up to church. You will be entering in the doors. If you've been here before, you're going to enter in the doors that you normally would enter in um, at the back of our venue. When you exit, you're going to exit the side of the venue. You will not be able to exit back out the doors you came in. So that's one of the things where we control traffic, where you come in in one route and you leave right. in another route. Right. So that that's something just from a flow standpoint um, that that entry and that exit that. will be modified right. a little bit just for the flow of traffic. Right. And the other thing, so people are asking, will the canvas be open? No, we're not going to have any food or beverage, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, on on the um, the campus. And then the other thing is, um, that, so no food or beverage on the campus. And as far as masks are concerned. Yes. Will you speak to the mask? So, so one of the guidelines is we suggest that you wear a mask. And here's the other thing. If you're 65 or older or if you're in a compromised health demographic, then we do encourage you. You, you might want to stay home. Correct. I mean, if you, if you want to come, we're going to welcome you. Mm-hmm. But you might want to think about that and you might want to stay home. But right now, no food or beverage. And here's the other great thing. We, have, we made the move last year to be almost contact less in yes. our services. Yes. So we got rid of our bulletins and we made a push last year for people to start giving online electronically. Yeah. And now the majority of our people give mm-hmm. online. So we actually, unlike a lot of churches that we're in community with, we actually, that's that wasn't a barrier for us. We went, well, most of our people yeah. give online. So we're just going to continue given online and continue with that contact-free zone yep. in, in the sanctuary. So that'll be very similar to what you've experienced. We won't be passing offering buckets. And, no, there won't be a yeah. stand and greet. So if you show up, there's not going to be yeah. like a, say, hey, stand up and yeah. say hi to your neighbor yeah. kind of thing. Right. It, it, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, yeah, so if you could speak to the mask. So someone's asking, so yeah. will will people be required to wear masks. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're starting to answer some questions now. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the guidelines that, you know, obviously people are asking about is masks. So I want to, first of all, let me say this. We are not going to police, meaning if someone shows up and is wearing a mask or someone shows up and has made the decision to not wear a mask, We've made the decision to not police uh, what you are choosing to do or not choosing to do. What we're doing is we're saying, hey, can we take personal responsibility and can we make the best choice possible for, A, ourselves, but the people around us, for sure. And so if you don't feel comfortable, uh, I I was just talking to somebody who, medically cannot wear a mask. And it's a really strange situation because they feel the awkward nature of when they walk in and they're not wearing a mask. Sometimes people say, oh, they're not wearing a mask. And they're going, but I can't wear a mask. So it makes them feel awkward. Just as much as the, the inverse would maybe feel, make someone feel awkward. So here's the deal. We're all going to feel awkward. 
I just, <laughs> so I, I, I'm just going yes, to, we, we talked about this in our staff meeting. Right. We're all going to feel awkward. Here's right. why. Because some people are going to show up and they're going to, they're going to have washed their hands and some people will have not washed their hands. Some people are going to try to shake your hand and encroach on the six foot and some people are not. We all have to just take responsibility and just where do our comforts lie? Um, we're going to do the best we can. I will tell you that our volunteers will be wearing masks. I, of course, won't be preaching in a mask. Um, our worship team, of course, will not be wearing masks. Uh, so overall, I think we're just asking people, if you are extremely anxious about being in a building with a larger number of people that maybe gives you a higher likelihood for you in the way you've processed it, and that makes you nervous. Maybe watching online for a few more weeks is a better, a better choice. And that's your choice. I just don't want the church to end up being, and I, and I have to say, I feel like I have to say this. I do not want the church to become a location for a ton of deep political rhetoric and angst where all of a sudden we are standing divided and in binary positions of these camps. I, I, I think we have the ability to show up and if we maintain our distance, mm -hmm. I may be wearing a mask, you may not be wearing a mask. I think we can get through the day. I just don't want, I said to somebody today, I just don't want to fight. I don't want to fight over it. Right. I think we can get through it. I think if we take mm -hmm. personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, right. Just be honoring and yeah. and take personal responsibility and, and just be kind to one another. And, and masks I are, I just got to say, masks are an interesting one just because they're physical. Meaning, I can't tell if you washed your hands when you walk in the door. <laughs> it's true. Okay. This is the truth. But I can tell if you're wearing a mask. And the truth is, you may not have, I mean, it's just, it, it's just, it's such a, it's become such a big topic. And I just said, I don't want us to be engaged in the drama of it. Mm -hmm. Can we gather? And if you know walking in the door on Sunday, there's going to be people here who aren't wearing masks, then mm -hmm. that might make your decision for you right now hearing that, mm -hmm. that, that you may say, hey, you know what, I'm going to hang tight until mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable. Right. I mean, even among our staff, there's only a dozen or so. It, 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 varies. it varies. You know, I have I have older parents and a grandma. I have newborn babies in my family. So yeah. my husband is a has a history of heart disease. So yeah. for me, there's it's very, very different than maybe some of the younger staff members who aren't living in that situation. So, Correct. you know, you'll come in, I'll be wearing a mask on Sunday. Yep. And so you, you just never know what's going on in the life of the person that you're looking at. And so we're just asking for that, mm -hmm. that honoring and that and that kindness. So, and I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be fine. I, yeah, I, I really do. Okay. I mean, a lot of society is living in environments um, that are going to look very similar to what we're going to see on Sunday. Right. And I think we're going to be okay. Right. I'm going to fire through some of these questions really quickly. Uh, does the 100 number include volunteers too, or is that separate? It is separate. Um, we have a central, basically, we have a central participants in what we do. Those are not included in the 100. So we will let, there's 100 seats People that are able to sit, that is the number that we're going to let into the building. Uh, and we, you know, are going to adhere to that. No, no more than that. Um, will there be more than three services on Sunday? Thank you for that question. 
Here's, here's where grace comes in. Guys, we had to really walk through this one. So here was our options. My quick answer is, this Sunday, no. There will only be three services. However, based on your response on Sunday, if it, if it necessitates us having another service, we, I am prepared uh, to have another service that we will run. We're still talking about when that would be. Would it be an evening service? Would it be just right after our last service? But nonetheless, we will be fully willing to open up another service. We understand that that's something we probably are going to have to do if we have enough response for people Mm -hmm. show up. Um, Having said that, part of what we had to walk through was walking in on Sunday, we had a choice. We could do a reservation system where you have to reserve essentially seats so that we knew if 500 people are trying to reserve tickets, we would know automatically we would need five services. Uh, We were not prepared to do that, nor are we prepared, nor did we think that in that preparation, even if we were prepared to do that, if that was the right way to handle it, Right. And I don't think we really settled on a right answer yeah. in that. Because we kept going through scenarios. Well, what yeah. if you made a reservation? What if people showed up for the first time? That's right. What if somebody woke up that morning and just the I feel Lord like I told them to, to, go, to go to sleep? We're like, ah, sorry, no reservation. Yep. Like, you didn't make it into heaven. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just felt like by the time we were in the fourth or fifth scenario, we went, maybe not. Yep. Maybe not. So. And yeah. I think what we all landed on, you know, I, I at one point, I don't know if somebody said it, or I said it first, but I think where we all landed was we all, I felt like on our team, our staff, we all agreed our heart is for the person who is far from God. For sure. And it, what, what pained us was the thought that we have this great system set up for everyone who is an, a regular attender at the church, which is awesome, but somebody who is struggling and maybe gets word that this church has 100 seats open and they show up, and it's their first time, and they're desperate to meet Jesus, and just they're looking for something. They don't even know if they're looking for God. Mm-hmm. And then to have to stand there and look at that person and say, you know, you didn't make the cut. Yeah, and it makes them feel they're already, it's everything they can to probably get off the car and yeah. walk up to the door. So we all were like, yeah. yeah. As a team, yeah. our heart was, we yeah. do not want to have to turn away right. people that are right. looking for Jesus. So. Right. You know, right. um, but we did say that there, it might necessitate an RSVP out of just, yeah. c- out of just, you know, saying, "Hey, we're planning courtesy. on going eight, so that's courtesy." And then you can go on and check and go, "Wow, the eight o'clock services, it, there's a lot of people." You know, there's, yeah. it looks like there's already a lot of people going there. We yeah. all go to eleven yeah. fifteen. So, so that may be down the line, depending on how many people are coming. So, you know, mm. but it won't be a we turn you away too bad, no. too late. And, and a lot of this, again, you guys, we, we don't know until we walk through it. I mean, 20 people could show up on Sunday. I, I, I mean, here's the other thing that I, I did not mention in the very beginning. One of the ways we landed on the decision we made, I sent out a survey um, last week uh, that I really just wanted to know. Number one, we kind of have a gut feeling, right? We can kind of go with our gut. I kind of feel like, and then we have government and then we talked about it and we said, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if we had real data? Like, what is our church? Not, not what is this hypothetical talk, not what is, the, what is not, not my friend's church. You know, I have 
my, I have this friend, you know, and his pastor did X, Y, Z, and they said that they, not, not that, not your cousin's brother's aunt's church and wherever they're at. What are the people that call our church home? Where are they at? What are their needs? How are they processing this? We sent out a survey. Out of everyone surveyed, 75% of everyone that returned to that survey said, essentially, when the doors open, we're coming back. And that told me, mm-hmm. now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, for me as a leader, in my heart, I knew I'm ready, I'm ready to start gathering again. Mm-hmm. If that survey, and I told our team this, if that survey would have come back and it would have been inversed and it would have been 75% of our church family said, mm-hmm. this is crazy, no, we're, we're not ready to do this, I don't think I'd be making this decision. Right. And I told our team that. Right. And, it, and it's not just me. It's, it's me having conversations with our executive team, me having conversations with our elders. Julie, like, kind of mind-blowing to think about this. Julie, once a week, is on a call with the White House. Right, right. You have a D.C. call. Right. Well, I have a, I have a yeah, I'm part of a cohort, like yeah. a small, very small group of of faith-based organizations around the country from all yeah. the different states. And so we, we've been gathering on a regular basis. Actually, tomorrow we're meeting with, like, the woman who's the head of Burks. She's the head of the whole COVID. She's the one who's one. been on, like, every Every She served several presidents. And so, so tomorrow our meeting is with her. So, okay. so I'm on that call and just hearing, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's multiple different faiths, which has been so awesome and fascinating. Yeah. So there's, you know, people from the Jewish faith, there's people from the Muslim faith. And yeah. so you're just hearing what their experience mm-hmm. has been during this. But this, that's powerful. This, it, and, it, and it's been, it really has been amazing. It's yeah. been life-changing, I think, for me too. So, so I think the important thing about that for, for you guys to know is that we've been having conversations on a national level. So Julie's having these talks with essentially the White House they have different speakers that come on once a week. She's, had, she's on calls at the county uh, once a week. I'm on calls with pastors in the area. So, and of course, we're staying up to date on what, mm-hmm. you know, is being said and all this other stuff. So when we arrived at this decision, it was based on information. And strictly, when we did the survey, it was based on what all of you are saying. Right. 75% said, we're ready to start gathering as soon as. We are, we are able to do it. We're ready to start gathering. So we said, okay, mm-hmm. let's go for this weekend. Um, yeah, and a lot of people took that survey. Yeah. Hundreds, yeah. hundreds of people took that survey. There, and, there was a lot. Right, and I just, and one thing I do want to say, I, I think it's really important for everyone to know, you know, we were really committed with, you know, Pat, Don, and our elders to, we wanted to hear from God for us. Yeah. And it didn't matter, like, a million churches could have done something, or, but we were going to wait and we were going to hear what God was going to speak to you, to Don, to our elders, yeah. and, and through our family and congregation. And that's why that survey was so important, because we needed to hear where their hearts were. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think when we made the decision, I know for me, I felt I felt like we'd listened. I felt like we have a good pulse on mm-hmm. on who our, how our family is doing, and and as I said to you, I trust us as a body and a family, yeah. and yeah. that was really important. So we're moving into this weekend with great confidence. Yeah, I think we have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. that you know we're moving in the right direction. Uh, again, tons of grace. 
you know, there might be multiple iterations of what this looks like. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, I think we all can see things change daily. So there's going to be multiple iterations, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, last few questions, uh, and we're running a few minutes over, but I'm okay with that because you guys have some questions, and I want to be sure that we get to them to answer as much as possible. Will the youth start gathering on Wednesday nights again if the church is regathering? I do not think we are crossing that bridge yet. No, not not at least not for the next couple of weeks. We're not. Yeah. The, the youth will be invited, and they love being in our. They do in our main service. So the youth they are going to join us in our main service, and they're going to continue that. Just the yeah. the mind blowing awesomeness of what they do during the week on yeah. social media. So. The, w the way that they yeah. use social media <laughs> blows great. my mind. They're it's, funny. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, will life groups only be in person now, or is Zoom still an option? What a great question. Of course, Zoom is an option. So here's one of the things that I said in the very, very, very beginning of all this. Ten and a half weeks ago, I made this statement. There are some things that we are going to learn that we're doing that will stay around, that will stick. Mm -hmm. Some things are only good for the season. One of the things that we learned was is that we value gathering. And for multiple reasons, one of the biggest areas that I was shocked by was this, and we were just talking about with the youth, is online gathering in small groups. Zoom for everybody. Gosh, I mean, should have bought stock in that company prior if I knew. But um, that, that, I think, is such a viable option that we want to keep. There are people for, again, multiple reasons. Here's the fascinating thing. And so here's a viable reason. Let me, give you, let me give you an example. We just talked about this. Here's an example of a viable reason. We have people joining us from different countries and different states that it's physically impossible for them to show up at a home. Right. But they're joining us and they're saying, I'm, I met Jesus for the first time. My life's being transformed. It's being changed. I, will, I, I am becoming part of this church family and they are gathering through these Zoom platforms. Mm -hmm. That is powerful. Right. Like, right. I do not want to take that away. Mm -hmm. So I just think, for me, that's a far-reaching one. And I think there's people right here at home mm -hmm. that you and I were discussing that for mm -hmm. various reasons can't get out of the house, uh, maybe for life season, where they're mm -hmm. at, whatever. Mm -hmm. They have a newborn baby. Newborn, man. You know, what, I've they been have through kids that a few up, times, the, yeah. Well, just a few. Yeah. And, or they might have kids that they got to put to sleep, and, yeah. and they want to be a part of the group. But, Work schedule. Yeah. But one of the additional things is here, here's what you can expect because your life group's been doing Zoom. So say you're already in a Zoom group and you're not really comfortable, mm -hmm. but your life group is now, yes, green light to start meeting in person. We can still do Zoom and meet in person. Yeah. So you can, still, you can still join via mm -hmm. Zoom while three or four of your life group members are meeting. Yeah. So if, you, if you're not feeling comfortable or not feeling well, or for whatever reason, Zoom just works for you, we can still have that Zoom component and also give the green light for groups to meet together. Yeah. So the answer to all of that is yes. 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 And then <laughs> we might have just some people who go, I love Zoom, and I want people who are watching from Europe or Canada or whatever, I want to be in a group with them, and let's do it. I think that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, what are the guidelines for kids in the building is one of the questions. Now, I'm a little bit, I don't want to say confused at the question. I think what I don't 
completely understand. So we're going to take a stab at this. So what are the guidelines for kids in the building? I'm going to speak to maybe what we said before. Here are the guidelines. If you're a parent, parent your children in the building and just be really, really mindful of where your kids are at. Now I'm going to give a very personal example. Uh, we have a one-year-old and we have a five-year-old. My one-year-old is a very classic one-year-old. My five-year-old um, has some special uh, ways. She's particular how she wants things She's done. She's unique, yes. Um, and you know what? Chandra, my wife, knows sometimes when she comes to church that today she's not going to be able to sit in this room. So you'll see my five-year-old sometimes outside of the main building sitting in the courtyard with one of her sisters. She just has a hard time. Mm -hmm. um, she has some special needs. And so I think, you know, that's a, probably more an extreme case. But what it speaks to is what are the guidelines for children in the building? Parents, please know where your kids are at. Physically, know where they're at. Meaning, uh, all of our rooms are closed. Your kids need to stay with you. We're going to ask mm -hmm. that, our, that our kids, my kids included, aren't running down the hallway into where the kids' ministry is. Mm -hmm. um, know where your kids are at. Also, just know where they're at emotionally. If your kid's having a really hard time that day, and again, I'm going to go speak personally. Shandra and I have had this conversation where there's been days where she doesn't, I get home and honey, I didn't make it to church today. And I said, oh, it's okay. You know, like what's going on is, you know, is our five-year-old having a hard time? She said, yeah, she just was having a hard time and it just made these other things. She knew where the kids were at. Right. So those are guidelines that I think we need to be mindful of. Mm -hmm. Can you think of, and I, and I don't know, ladies, you guys sent me that question. Give me a thumbs up. Give me and mm -hmm. Julie a thumbs up if that mm -hmm. answers the question. Mm -hmm. Julie, can you think of any other guidelines yeah. in the building Right. that we need to speak to for think, the kids. I think as far as kids are concerned, there's just a couple of things. Speaking as a mom and a grandma, um, you just need to keep, you need to plan to keep your kids near you. Here's another reason. Not everybody is comfortable with people being in their six-foot zone. And kids don't understand the six-foot bubble. Kids don't have six-foot bubbles. They don't. People. They don't. And they want to come up, and they want to touch you, and they want to say hi, and they want to get hugged. And and, yeah. and it's really, I've watched, you know, watched my grandbaby. It feels like rejection when, you know, yeah. somebody's like, I can't touch you. And they're That's just, right. so, so kids don't understand a six-foot bubble. And I think the way that, the only way that we can actually assist them is just to keep them near. And, and, and then as far as being in the sanctuary as well, if your kid um, if your child is just having a hard time, they're yeah. not having fun in the yeah. sanctuary. We're just going to ask to step out and, yep. and tend to them. Yeah. Um, because, you know, clearly they're just not having a great time in there. They're not doing there. well. And not don't, fun yeah, for them. don't set them up for failure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our whole children's area will be closed. So the back door will be closed off. There'll be, you won't be able to actually move down the hallway past the bathrooms. There's nothing fun in the building. There is absolutely nothing fun in the building. So, so really think through that. I think especially with that, like four, five, like that, that age group. Yeah. Just think through that scenario. Is your is your kid going to be having yeah. fun here, and and just really understand. Now, I I had a so my middle son. I could have I literally could have taken him to all three services. And if you said we're supposed to sit here and listen, he would say okay. No problem. 
And no knowing problem. him, I believe that. Yes, right. Per, per, I mean, absolutely. Now. Yes, my oldest child. <laughs> okay. I still, he's he's 38. I still wouldn't bring him because he just he just can't sit for an hour. Yes, so he, he hasn't been able it. to come to church for yeah. a long time. So, so we yeah. can't actually make this. We can't just speak to kids. <laughs> we should just speak to everybody. If you're going to have yeah. a hard time, yeah. you know. So anyway, Haley gave us a thumbs up. It sounds like we answered that question. Right. And we were on point, so that's good. Um, to these kind of pertain to the same Thing. So these two questions are, number one, due to constrained capacity, will the service be broadcast in the courtyard? That's the first question. And are you considering outdoor service? Those are kind of two in one. Let me just say this. Uh, we, this Sunday, we will not be broadcasting anything into the courtyard. Having said that, we know moving forward that one of the things that we're working on is being able to have a feed that goes out into the courtyard. And again, like some of this are, th this was one of the things that on our lists and really as you really were thinking through all of the steps and all the things, this kind of admittingly falls into my world because I deal right. a lot with the production right, right. and the creative and the sound side of things. This was something that we just didn't think about. And then this week, Yesterday, we were having this conversation. Hey, you know, if you, here's another thing. If you get here and 100 people get into the building and you're not in that 100, you have an option. You can go grab some food. And I, I, I would like to try and figure something out that like, if you're there, almost like a fast pass or something, we can somehow like give you a ticket. So that way, if you need to run up to Jack in the Box or something, you can come back and we're going to let those people in first. They're in the front of the line. Mm -hmm. They were in the back of the line. Now they're in the front of the line. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something we could do to make that equitable. Right. However, uh, we also know that we would like to have the service broadcast outside. That just takes some technology. Right. And it takes some right. work. Today we were finalizing some tech stuff. That was not on the top of our priority list. Um, it's probably going to cost us a little bit of money if someone you know, says, hey, that's something that I value and would mm -hmm. love to give us a little bit of money to help us push us over the edge. Um, it's something that we were not prepared for. Right. We will, regardless, we know that we'd like to have something out in that courtyard. Um, but mm -hmm. keep in mind, I, I mean, speaking to the courtyard, you can speak to this too. Keep in mind, again, when you show up here, the courtyard is a bit of like, kids are probably going to be playing it's hard to keep kids mm -hmm. away from each other. Do your best mm -hmm. that you can. Mm -hmm. I just think we have to adjust our expectations. And here's the expectation. I don't, think, I don't think if I showed up on Sunday, I would have the expectation that not one person's gonna get in my six foot bubble, especially if there's kids around. Mm -hmm. And if I'm a parent of kids and I, and, and I carry any level of anxiety or fear or I'm a little bit worried about my kid being around other kids. Mm -hmm. My guess is children have proven this. They swarm. They have no bubble. They yeah, swarm. They, do. they have, they do. They, you say they six do. feet and they think you said six inches. Right. And, and, and can I add to this? I, I just have to say, I, we're, I'm not going to ask our guest services to be the police. Not, no. I just really, who wants that job? 
Yeah. To be out there and go, oh, kids, you can't do this. With rulers six With, feet. You, you can't, know. you know, hey, lady, get your kid. I, I'm just, we're not going to put that on our staff and volunteers. Yeah. And so we're going to just ask for personal responsibility. But I think it's really important to set your expectations yeah. correctly that that our children haven't seen each other in a really long time. Yeah. And our movement kids love each other. Yeah. They've been pent up. They've been pent up and you're the only one they've seen. And I just know... They're kids, so you got to set your expectations correctly, and mm. it, and and we really just can't put that on our volunteers to be able to, to police your children or no. police that six foot. We're just not going to ask no. them to do that. No, more attention will be paid inside of the building for sure. Right. Um, and I will tell you, like everything, staffing is just, you know, I, I guess we could be upfront about it. Staffing is going to be thin, meaning mm -hmm. volunteers. Mm -hmm. So. Because we have volunteers, again, that some of them feel comfortable coming back, some of them don't. So we're going to be doing the best we can. Hey, listen, if you guys have questions, um, it says, can you let people know if they would like to serve on campus on Sundays, they can reach out? Oh, yes. If you just heard what I said and you would love to show up and help, maybe you've never served before, you serve in other areas, and you want to show up and help, you guys, we sure could use the help. And... The more people, the more hands on deck, the more people helping navigate uh, just our guests and our family members. And for, like, we're going to have people showing up that have never been to our building. Like, there's so many things happening. We would love for you to step in and just be the hearts and the hands of, of Jesus here in our midst in this little family here at the movement. And so you can simply... Uh, reach out on the hotline. You can text 760-500-4888. I told you that number was going to come in handy tonight. You can text and just say, hey, I'm willing to serve. Someone's going to respond to you and reach out and get you looped in so that you can help. A couple things that you're going to want to know walking away. Uh, there's probably going to be, I know this is so common, there's probably going to be 100 questions that you're going to think about between the next couple minutes when we're done here and tomorrow morning, potentially. Those questions are going to come up. This is what I would recommend that you do. We're going to have a page on our website that's going to have a lot of things laid out. It's going to have, logistically, you're going to know a lot of the details. Uh, a lot of the details that we've talked about are there, so you don't have to try to remember all this. You could always go back and watch this on our YouTube channel, but I'm going to tell you the best resources. Go to our website, and you can just click on the button that directs you toward just our regathering guidelines. It's going to have all the information there. If you have questions that are specific, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to reach out. You can email Julie. You can email me. Uh, you can email anyone on the team. Um, if you email me and uh, I'm maybe not the best person to answer that, I'm going to put you in contact with the best person. Julie's going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Any one of our team members is going to do the same thing. So I would start with where you have relationship first, and uh, that would be that would be huge. Right. I think that would be really really helpful. So, go to the website, check out you know all the details of what we're doing. If you have questions, let us know. Remember Sunday, you're going to want to get here early. Be prepared for that. Be prepared in advance if you happen to not get into the first service of your choice that you might need to wait to the next service. We will be doing our best to make adjustments week to week. So adding services, broadcasting out into the courtyard, making other adjustments. Mm -hmm. 
grace, grace, grace. <laughs> yeah. Please, yeah. like, we're going to have tons of grace for people showing up that have no idea. They didn't read the website. They don't have any information, and they just, they showed up, and we're going to have tons of grace. And we're going to be here to love them and answer the questions and help them navigate, and then we ask for grace. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing. And above that, personal responsibility. Just, hey, if you're not feeling good about it, it's totally cool. Right. Take a few right. more weeks. Um, and we just, we want you to be able to take ownership of you feeling really good about this. So right. any right. last words that we need to remember? Yeah, I think, I, I love the personal responsibility word, but I, I just really feel like I want to reiterate what you said. Our goal is not to get you in a building. Correct. Our goal is not. Our goal is to get you in the presence of Jesus. Our yeah. goal is that you would grow in him and, and that you would be the church and that you would stay on mission. Mm -hmm. And we, we talk a lot about this, like our people need to stay on mission. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be so happy to see your faces, <laughs> but, but really our heart is that wherever you are at home or here, that you're growing, that you're growing in the Lord. And that, that's really really that's the why for why we do this anyways yeah so, it is yeah. it is well hey we love you guys thank you for all of you who stuck around that was the longest wednesday night live that we've had but you guys had a lot of great questions there was a lot to talk about of course we are beyond excited to be able to start gathering again this sunday at 8 9 30 11 15 you can find us on all of our platforms youtube facebook on our website of course you can always come out and be one of the hundred here in one of our services. And you can join a watch party, and you can watch online at home. Mm -hmm. Guys, we love you. The time has come for us to move forward, and uh, we're just loving you guys. We're loving yeah. the fact that we get to see you soon. Yeah. So lots of grace, grace on one another, and we will see you Sunday.